0: Hey, 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 and hello there everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Talking Sports Stuff and Things with Chuck. I am your host, ironically, Chuck. Uh hope everyone's having a great one out there. Uh hope everyone had a good weekend, as a matter of fact. Um Before we move forward, I just like to make sure that nobody uh lets anything that is said in this podcast detract from the fact that the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Uh, with the first unanimous MVP uh, and the best regular season record of all time uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers to become the 2016 NBA champions. Um, Other than that, something else I want to cover right off the bat here uh, is I got some tickets. I got some tickets for this coming Thursday, the first preseason game of the year. Very exciting. Uh, I was at the uh, Orange and Brown scrimmage on Saturday, which was very awesome, super hot, lots of sunshine, was trying to cook us out there, but nonetheless, super cool to actually see these guys, uh, rather than on a training camp field, but seeing these guys inside First Energy Stadium, on the field, you know, seeing Odell Beckham Jr. walk onto the field and just, you know, looking at the people you're with and say, (laughs) you almost forget sometimes, that guy plays for the Browns, Odell Beckham Jr. So really awesome to see that there. But anyway, super exciting. So I have some tickets to give away for that uh, preseason game, Thursday night, 7.30 at the stadium. If you would like a chance to win these tickets, pretty simple. Uh, We're going to do like we did last time for this nice, easy giveaway. All you got to do is write an email. Most of us do it at work all the time. Not much to it. Just go to chucktalksalot at gmail.com. That's Chuck Talks with an S. ChuckTalksalot at gmail.com. And just send me the phrase that pays, which is, Baker Chugs. Baker Chugs uh, will get you entered into the drawing. I will hold that drawing, oh, probably Wednesday night, I guess, to try to give uh, everyone a chance uh, to know if they won or not, in case they have to make some arrangements, babysitting, work, whatever it is. So, Wednesday, I'll probably do that drawing. The game's Thursday. Baker Chugs, send me the email. Also, one more thing I'd like to talk about before we get into it is I also have one ticket to the home opener, Cleveland Browns, against the Tennessee Titans. I do have one ticket for that. Uh, I'd like to give that away as well. Here's what we're going to do for that. I'm going to have that drawing here. won't be for a couple few weeks uh, since we do have some time until that game gets here, probably about three weeks, I guess. I'll get a date uh, probably in the next podcast. I'll narrow that down to exactly when I want to uh, give that drawing away. But real simple. All you got to do is push a couple buttons and you're automatically entered. All you have to do is like the Facebook page. If you've already liked the Facebook page, you're already entered. I got you. You're covered. You're in. Go to Twitter. By the way, Facebook page, talking Sports Stuff and Things with Chuck. You can find it uh, very easily. Also, go to Twitter, at Chuck Look me up on Twitter. Give me a follow. You follow me on Twitter, you're entered. Jet, say, you are you doing? Hit the follow button. You're entered. Chance to win a ticket. And then lastly, what I would do is anytime I post something on the Facebook page or on my Twitter account, anytime I post a link to the podcast, not if I post something else, not just a picture or a story or something like that, that I share, but anytime I post a link to the podcast, you share it or retweet it, you're entered. So I'll give you multiple times to get entered. So the like and the follow gets you one also sharing and retweeting a link to the podcast gets you another one. So you'll have multiple ones of those before we get to the drawing. Oh, and last but not least, uh, subscribe. Subscribe to me on any of the platforms. You go to chucktalksalot.com. Check out all the platforms that are there. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, Anchor. All those are there for you. Get Pick one you like the best. Subscribe. Bam, you're entered. So that's three easy ones. And then you can get many more as we move along because I repost the link to the podcast several times in between each episode. Share it, retweet it, you're entered. So you can get your name in there a bunch of times. I think we're going to have a pretty good uh, pool to draw from. So go ahead and do that. Any questions, go ahead and shoot me an email. I'll help you out. Uh, That being said, I had a whole lot of topics to cover today. I've been making notes throughout the weeks. I had all these different things I wanted to cover. And then that all changed when one man decided to shotgun a beer Uh, In front of about 25,000 people, but now in front of uh, most of the entire world at this point, I think it is. So I was at that Indians game on Saturday night, having a good time, enjoying myself. Even though the Indians at that point were looking a little rough, hadn't even had a hit yet. Next thing you know on the screen, they show Baker Mayfield. Not out of the ordinary. They show him on the scoreboard quite often. If he's at the game, he gives a shout out, a wave, what have you. I'm sure you've all seen the video by now. It kind of took over the internet. If you haven't seen it, my goodness, just get onto any social media account. You'll find it in seconds. Um, Baker Mayfield, go ahead and shotguns a beer. Bites into the beer can, mind you. Bites into it, shotguns the beer. And, uh, of course, the crowd goes crazy. It was a great moment. It was fun. It was funny. Uh, the crowd was into it. They were a buzz for the rest of the game after that. Social media about melted down. Uh, then, not to mention, right after that, the Indians just caught fire, uh, and then of course Baker was pointing to his Francisco Lindor jersey. And shortly after that, Francisco Lindor hit a three-run home run that really blew the game open. So uh, thanks, Baker Mayfield, for that home run. Uh, I'm sure Frankie had a little bit to do with it as well. But uh, anyway, that all happened. It was so much fun. Everything was great, and I enjoyed it. And I had so much fun talking about it with people. The next day, when we went to the Indians game again on Sunday, and then we went to a birthday party. We were talking about it. It was a lot of fun. Everything was great. Then today got here, and all of the talking heads and all the pundits out there, the guys who know it all, and uh, or the guys that need their reaction, they have to say stuff just to tick people off, all started having their fun. All had to give us their input. Uh, you know, Colin Cowherd, I'm sure you're all familiar with the vendetta for whatever reason he has against the city of Cleveland, I mean, I just look at it as that Cleveland lives rent free in that guy's head because he sure likes to make comments about us being irrelevant. Our sports teams are terrible, and when you know, if you watch the video he made today, anytime he says the name Cleveland, he has to say it like Cleveland. Baker's perfect for Cleveland because they're Cleveland. I mean, whatever that even means. Um, Basically, I know what it means. He just. Talking about us as if, you know, we're all a bunch of scumbags because we're from Ohio. You know, Ohio is just this apparently terrible place. But uh, I don't even want to get too much into that because I don't like to give that guy the credit nor the time. Unfortunately, I did listen to it today because I was just so intrigued by what he was going to have to say about it. But, you know, what What I find great about it is, uh, and I've talked about this so many times and I, I keep coming back to it because it keeps happening, is I say people hate the Browns being relevant. They hate the thought of the Browns being good, right? We've covered that. I don't need to get into it. So here's this just furthers my my point. When Baker Mayfield did that, he did that in Cleveland at a Cleveland Indians game. It took place inside the city. It was done in front of our fans. It was for us, okay? Uh, I understand the power of social media, and you know it's going to get out there, but nothing was said about any other team. Uh, He didn't stand up and say they were going to go undefeated. He didn't say, F you Pittsburgh or whoever it had nothing to do with anyone but us but yet that video made so many people mad first people were mad Uh, I mean there's tweets and stuff out there about how it was classless Uh, doing that in front of kids that look up to you is ridiculous now I haven't heard the exact count but I think all of the kids made it out of the stadium alive after that I'm pretty sure anyway Uh, I'll get you know try to follow up on that but Uh, you know, I'm sure there was no kid at the game with their dad drinking a beer. I'm sure that didn't happen. I think they all were okay. But uh, there was that. Then, of course, there's just, uh, it's other people. Uh, On this and one in particular, you got a couple of guys from Pittsburgh. There's a guy named Mark Madden, uh, who's a wannabe radio talking head uh, out there going on. And then you have also Andrew Filipino, who is on 93.7, I believe the channel is. Uh, These guys just blowing up Twitter after this. The Browns are paper champions. You ain't going to win nothing. Wait till the Steelers win the division. I mean, just hammering home. Again, Baker chugged a beer. It. It. it I don't know at any point where that then says to you, that means we're going to beat you. Uh, it had nothing to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Arizona Cardinals or the LA Rams, but yet everybody wants to talk about it that way. All of a sudden, Baker chugged a beer on a Saturday night at a baseball game. Uh, he's a terrible quarterback and he should be studying and he should, isn't it, it, shouldn't he be at training camp? No, he shouldn't be at training camp. It's like 8.30 on a Saturday night. They He was at his training camp practice earlier in the day. Just like a lot of the people were at their job earlier in the day and then they went to an Indians game that night to blow off steam. I mean, crazy thought process there. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of videos going around of a lot of quarterbacks having this beer chugging thing. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, who had the epic fail, uh, but he still tried. Tom Brady, there's a lot of word out there about Tom Brady being able to chug beers. All those guys still seem to be able to play football. I mean, what a concept. They can have some fun and then still do their job well. Mind blowing, I know. I hope I didn't make anybody swerve off the road right there, lose control. But imagine that someone could go out and have some fun there like that and still be good. Uh, but, you know, back to these guys from Pittsburgh who just can't let it go. I mean, they just so mad that all this talks about, again, no one had anything to say to them. They brought it. To us, okay? Uh, and it's just completely ridiculous. And they come at you with the your paper champs. The Steelers will just win the North. We're better than you. You guys have sucked for 20 years, and we've been over that too. I won't rehash. I won't beat the dead horse. But, I mean, if we sucked 20 years ago, it has less than zero to do with how we're going to play right now. Nothing. No one that played then is involved with now. No one even played three years ago is barely involved with now. And then to also, real quick, I hate to even talk about him, but for the Steelers to act as if losing Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they just act like it doesn't matter. Your quarterback's going into what feels like his 35th year, and yes, mainly that's because he's beat the Browns like crazy. I get it. But he was obviously showing signs of regression last year. That's not my opinion before everyone freaks out. Go do the research. Go look at film. Yes, I'm a nerd. I'm a loser. I do that. Go look at film of the passes he missed, the wide-open guys he overthrew that he wouldn't have done three, four years ago. The guy's a great quarterback, I get it, but he's on the decline. He's, at, he's not even on the decline, he's at the tail end. He's still good, but he's on the tail end, and you just lost two of the best players in the entire NFL, regardless of position. Any Steeler fan would have told me that Antonio Brown was the best receiver in the league two years ago. Now all of a sudden they act like losing him. Ah, it doesn't mean nothing, but that's how people are with... uh. Players, that's how fans are. We talked about that in the last uh, episode of this. Is that when someone plays for your team and they're good, they're the best. And if they leave and choose to leave you, all of a sudden they're not good anymore. You know, I never once said LeBron wasn't good back when he left the Cavs. Did I hate him? Sure. When he left us the first time around? Sure. Super bitter. But it didn't make him less good at basketball. This doesn't make Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell less good or less important. If you think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to come in and be Antonio Brown, you're sadly mistaken. When Juju was good, it was because Antonio Brown was here. Now he's the one, and they don't have a number two like that. You want to throw some name out and say you think this guy's going to be? Okay, I'll listen to it, but it doesn't make it true until we get here. So point being is just, I just wanted to get into that because it backed up my point that it has nothing to do with the other teams, but as soon as they see it, they jump on it. They jump on it. They get so mad that people are talking about the Browns. And I have some people out there Facebook messaging me, emailing me, telling me that I'm crazy for that. That happened since the last couple, actually since the first one, including the last one, telling me, Chuck, this narrative that you have that the Browns, uh, that people don't want the Browns to be good, it's stupid, it's ridiculous, you're coming out of left field with that. This just furthers it. And as I tell them, please, go, go follow my personal Twitter account, At Chuck, go Browns. Go ahead and check that out if you want. Because all I got to do is go onto some ESPN site that posted something about the Browns, and I say, "Yeah, go Browns!" Can't wait for a great season. And I just get completely attacked by everybody. So, and not just local people. These are people from wherever. I mean, I know I'm not even. I don't even follow many people uh, that would be Pittsburgh people. What's the fun in that? I don't feel like arguing all the time. I mainly follow Cleveland people, but then outside of that, it's just wherever. The world, I guess, right? So, again, point being, people do hate it. And that just furthers the point right there. Baker Mayfield chugged a beer and the world lost their mind. Some of us in a good way, like me, because that puts Baker's gets us meter like it's just overflowing right now. So... Uh, hate it if you want, but it was an awesome moment. Super cool. The guy has embraced the city of Cleveland. He's at the Indians games. He's out doing charity work. The guys in the community. It's awesome. It's awesome. And, uh, looking to see that guy doing that here for the next 15 years. So, uh, enough of beating that dead horse. I just had to get it out of my system because, oh, see, I just, one of the reasons I started doing this, you know, much better I feel now after getting that off my chest. Oh my gosh. I could have went on to social media and typed that out and got bombarded with people, and it just would have irritated me and drove me crazy because you can't get your point across. Hopefully, I got my point across, but give me your feedback, like always. I know I asked for it, and I've been getting some. I'd like to get more. Let's talk about it. Discuss it. Uh, let's, let's, you know, give me your input, what you think, and why you think I'm wrong or right. So, uh, again, enough of that. We'll move. You know, I spoke about how I was at the Indians game. I uh, went to the Indians game Saturday, also Sunday. Indians are on fire right now. Fire. They have totally caught fire. The team is rolling along after the big Trevor Bauer trade, which I'll get to that in just a second because I know the last time we talked, the trade hadn't happened yet, and it has happened. We'll get to that in just a second. But real quick, Indians on fire. Still three games back, though. Uh just seems like when we win, the Twins win. We can't seem to break past that. But that will all change because we do have to take care of business next three games against Texas. Then Minnesota comes you know, we got Minnesota. We're going against Minnesota. So there it is. There's your chance. We're going at the team that's three games in front of us. It's a four-game series. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's let's see where we're at. That'll be a great, great uh, test with this new lineup that we have. Uh, speaking of the new lineup we have, we'll get into that right now then. The new lineup, obviously, because of the Trevor Bauer trade. Uh, Look, I had said I wouldn't have traded Trevor Bauer unless he said he wasn't gonna be here. Obviously, we'll have no idea if that conversation ever happened. But then the more I thought about it as time went on, I actually never would have traded Trevor Bauer solely because I'm a fan and that's why I could never be in these positions. I'm too loyal to my, my my team and my these guys, especially guys that have been here. You know, Bauer's been here since 2013. I'm just too attached, man. Too attached, too loyal. I want Bauer here. I want him to be here till he's done playing. I miss players that do that. I know sports have changed and you just don't see that much anymore in any sport, but I wish it did. Cause I love seeing guys be somewhere and stay there for the long haul. And unfortunately, just for a lot of reasons that we don't need to get into it, it doesn't happen. But you know, if you haven't seen the video that Trevor Bauer put out, you need to go check it out. Uh, the farewell slash thank you video to the city of Cleveland and the Indians it's fantastic. I mean, I watched that thing and, you know, immediately had some dirt in my eye and, you know, had to get it out. It was rubbing pretty vigorously. I would uh vigorously. I would go uh listen, you know, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh very easy to find. It's also a great great video. Uh just made me even more sad that he's not here. But with that being said, we did acquire a bunch of talent uh in Reyes and Puig and a couple of younger guys that we'll have under control for a long time, including Reyes. We have under control now for the next Five or six years, I think it is. And that's what the Indians look for, being a small market team. You try to wrap up some good talent, young talent that you know for several years. You don't have to pay them, so hopefully you can pay some other guys their big salaries, which hopefully that's the plan with Francisco Lindor. That's another conversation for another time. But, you know, even when the trade first happened, I got into plenty of debates saying, oh, we didn't get enough for Trevor Bauer, which I I found crazy. I mean, we got five players for one player who we only had under control for, at the most, one more season. And that's if we were going to pay him his probably 20-some million in arbitration, which we've discussed in the past. So you got five players. Yes, Puig is going to be a It's for one year, but hey, give me one year, man. Let's have it this year, see what happens. But you got Reyes, a guy who's another big power hitter, young, going to have him for a long time. I mean, the guy had, I think, what, 27 home runs, I don't have it in front of me but 27 home runs hitting in one of the hardest ballparks to hit home runs in. He'll get going here very soon and uh he'll be just fine. So I think what that boils down to is when people were arguing with me and want to tell me we still didn't get enough, we still didn't get enough. It goes to show you how much you value your players like as I just mentioned being loyal to them but it's also to to a detriment. Like you, you you think that your players are worth so much because they're your players. I would compare that to like trading your car in. You know, you have your car and you take it to a car dealership and you're like, hey, I want to trade this car in. Great, we'll give you $5,000 for it. And you're like, whoa, $5,000. I owe eight grand on this thing. (laughs) Well, sorry to say, what you owe on a car has nothing to do with what it's worth. Because I tell you what, if you owed zero, would you want me to give you zero? Absolutely not. You want me to give you what it's worth. If you owe 8,000, That doesn't mean you get eight. It's only worth five. So, and sometimes we have to come to those harsh realizations. So you're trading a car and you want five grand or you want eight grand and they're only going to give you five. Sometimes you got to settle for five and you may not be settling. That's just what it's worth. You may even be getting more than what it's worth. That's, I think that's what the deal with Trevor Bauer. We feel like we didn't get enough because he, he was ours. He was our guy. We wanted everything. I want Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio for Trevor Bauer, right? I want Mike Trout. It's just, they did extremely well in the Trevor Bauer trade. And don't take my word for it. Go out there and read the, the, the Peter Gammons and you know the guys who live, eat, breathe baseball. And they have forgotten way more about baseball than I'll ever know. They'll tell you they're like A plus trade, A plus trade. They didn't even think the Indians were contenders before. They say they are now. And it doesn't hurt that we got Corey Kluber hopefully coming back. I mean, he is coming back, and hopefully he's going to be able to get on a roll and get to somewhat of the Corey Kluber we're used to seeing. You know, the Danny Salazar thing has just turned into another disaster. Uh, The guy just can't stay on the baseball field. But that also doesn't mean that we traded Trevor Bauer just because we thought Danny Salazar was going to be the answer. So a lot of people have confused those two things as well. They're like, you know, Danny Salazar had his start after the trade and, you know, it didn't go very well. And then he was injured again. And everyone says, see, shouldn't have traded Bauer. Here they were. The Indians were counting on Salazar and they traded Bauer too soon. Guys, I hate to break this to you, but uh, these guys have been covering this much, much uh, longer and doing this for much longer time than we ever have. So they weren't just, they didn't trade Trevor Bauer because of Danny Salazar. He had probably about zero, effect on why we traded Trevor Bauer. They're not counting on Danny Salazar. They've seen the guy pitch. They know where he's at. It wasn't like, oh, okay, whew, Danny Salazar is going to be like, you know, our second or third guy in the rotation. We can go ahead and get rid of Trevor Bauer. Okay, that wasn't the thought process. If Danny Salazar ever pitches for the Indians in any sort of capacity that is actually helpful to the team, that is a complete bonus from this point moving forward easily. The guy is just... It, it, it's that's all. I mean, I could talk for a half hour about Danny Salazar, and I'm not going to do that, but just get off the whole we should have got more. And the whole, uh, oh, well, see, look, they did it too soon because now Salazar is hurt again. And he's not going to pitch well. Had nothing to do with it. The rotation is going to be good without him. Kluber is going to come back. They obviously know where Kluber's at versus us. You know, people say, oh, well, Kluber. Still might be here. They know where Kluber is. They're the ones that watch the simulated games. He's gonna pitch. I believe it's this Thursday in Triple A. That tells you right there the guy's about ready. He'll probably get one at the most. I would say two rehab starts, and then he'd be right back. So, from the looks of it, if Thursday goes okay, I won't want to jump the jump ahead of myself here. But how Thursday looks, uh, that right there will tell you where we're at. So everyone, just relax. Let's see what Kluber does Thursday. If he looks the way we all think he's going to look and probably the way they they must think he's ready if they're going to throw him into a a minor league game, we'll have him back here in a couple weeks. And, man, you throw him into the rotation, you know, and, and again, Carrasco, we'll see. Uh, I'm not worried about that. But let's just see where we're at with Kluber. But, anyway, I, I thought I just really needed to go back and rehash that Bauer trade, even though now it's a few days old. But I didn't want to just jump on and make a whole episode just to talk about that for 10 minutes uh because I just thought it would be better to wait. And now, plus, I got a little more feedback of watching these guys. You know, Puig's looked good. Reyes has looked good. He had a tough day at the ballpark yesterday with four strikeouts, but he did bust his bat over his knee. I mean, that was pretty dope. I mean, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen that live at a stadium before, so that was cool since we were up big uh, and ran away with that game. Um uh it was okay to see. <laughs> but, and, oh, and speaking of that game, Shane Bieber. I mean, I, I didn't even get into Shane Bieber, the guy who looks like he could be the next Corey Kluber. I know that's ridiculous, two Young award winner. But Shane Bieber, second-fastest uh, Indian to ever reach 300 strikeouts. The guy is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the second year up here with us, and the guy just looks like he's been throwing for 20 years. He, ridiculous. The guy's unhittable right now. He's had like four bad outings, and that's it. So this guy looks like he's going to be the next up and coming guy to pitch for us for hopefully the next seven, eight years. And that's where we have to give the Indians credit. Everyone loves jumping on the Indians, uh, like I just said. Oh, we should have got more. And they hate when we trade guys away and don't pay them. And look, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm I can get on that train too. Don't get me wrong. But if there's one thing the Indians do that we don't give them credit for is they just churn out pitchers like it's nobody's business. Who the heck, you never heard of Shane Bieber? Look at him now. And the list goes on and on. The Biebers and the Carrascos and the Corey Klubers and then a Trevor Bauer. I mean, this list goes on and on. The Indians, that's how they stay relevant. They're so good at finding pitching talent, young pitching talent, and just grooming it and turning it into what you see in front of you. We just take it for granted. Instead, we just want to be mad at them and pretend like every trade is bad or mad for this or they should do that. They do a heck of a job giving you a pitching lineup consistently year after year. And we're going to have a chance here for four straight years going for a division title, going for the playoffs. I mean, we got to support this team more. And speaking of who we love giving hard times to, Jason Kipnis. I've brought this up before. He's always the guy that if the Indians do anything bad, it's like, "Thanks a lot, Jason Kipnis." You know, it turns into just how anytime the Cavs would lose, it was Kevin Love's fault. Jason Kipnis on fire right now. Guy is seeing the ball great, playing well on the field. Uh, you know he was a guy we've all rode off thinking this was his last season in Cleveland I don't know about that I mean if you can get him for a decent deal next year because his contract's up you ain't gonna have to pay him 20 some mil I'd be willing to pay him de- i might be willing to pay him a decent amount of money and keep him over pay puig a lot of money because we know he can play second base you know he's out there every game if he's gonna start playing like this again uh he still has some life in those legs uh and he's great great clubhouse guy great clubhouse guy so he's a guy you're really going to want uh you know he's a great leader i mean leads this team veteran. so look that just saying that give the indians credit when they deserve it if you want to give them grief you can but right now they deserve some credit they have got pitchers going nuts keeping us in this uh and in, in this race along with the fact they did make the move they got some more bats that lineup is just looks so formidable right now my goodness and it's it, you can see it's rubbing off on the other guys. All, Jose, Frankie hitting the ball everywhere. As I just mentioned, Kipnis hitting the ball everywhere. That's because he can't pitch around these guys anymore. Because now you got the the big boppers in the lineup. So now you can't pitch around Carlos Santana. You can't because now it's like oh I pitch around him, but then I got to pitch to Yasiel Puig. I don't want to do that. It just makes you have to pitch to more of the lineup instead of being able to cherry pick because you got four guys in the lineup that can't hit. So we've gotten past that. Lineup looks good. Indians on a roll. Let's keep it up. And uh, let's get through Texas and get to that Minnesota series and see if we can't get out in front of this thing and uh, make a run, get in the playoffs. That's what we're looking for. So obviously we'll keep a close eye on the Indians as we move forward. Uh, uh, as, you know, in the next, we got like 50 games left. So it seems like a lot, but that's going to go really, really fast. So wrapping up on the Indians and my Browns, uh, I want to get into something not sports-related here for you as I like to also cover stuff and things. Usually they're pretty random, uh, as I mentioned to start this whole thing off, is the stuff and things, I like to keep it to just stuff that happens to all of us. And I don't know if this happens to all of us, so I need everybody's input. Because it's happened to us noticeably in the last, I would say noticeably since we moved back here to Ohio a year ago. And here's what, here's what it is, is: People have forgotten how to announce themselves, I guess you would put it, when they arrive at your house. Okay, so for example, we order some food, some takeout, delivery, whatever it is, whether it's pizza or Grubhub or whatever you want to say, but someone shows up to my house with food, what I've always done for my entire life, uh, going to people's houses, I've been doing it since I was a wee lad in the day, riding my bike over to see my buddies, up until now, you walk up to a door, it's either a simple knock, 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 usually three knocks, I mean, that's my go-to. You can maybe do one more, maybe less, but you know, knock, 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 decent and loud. Or you might be a doorbell person. That's cool. Usually a door, you know, ding dong. And then you wait to see what happens. All of a sudden now this new craze that has taken over is someone shows up to my door and it's ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, knock, 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 knock. Like, whoa, what just, like, is, is my house on fire? Are the firemen trying to get in? Like what just happened? And what I mean by that is like when they ring the doorbell, it's like they hit that button three, four times. And then after they hit that button three, four times, then they, and they don't knock, they beat on the door. Now I'm not sure why that is. I'm, I'm, I mean, when I hear someone at the door, I'm, I'm there, I'm there in seconds. So it's not like I have a history of like you knocking on my door and I didn't hear you. Cause I know I'm on my fifth floor, you know, cause I live in such a mansion. I'm usually at the door within seconds. So if anyone can help me understand, what is the point of the ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, dong, ding dong, 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 dong. What, what is all that? What just happened? What, why, why do you have to do that to me? Ding dong. Done deal, man. That doorbell covers the entire house one time. Insane. One ding dong. One single ding dong. I mean, I don't know who to blame. Is it because we text too much? Should I blame texting? Too much texting, therefore you forgot how to knock and ring doorbells? Is it the millennials' fault? probably Kevin Love's fault. Thanks, Kevin Love. Thanks for my doorbell and door getting knocked down. Or Jason Kipnis. Whoever you want to blame, but I know right now I look out my window and the sun is shining and I'd like to thank Baker Mayfield for that. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, hitting our mark here. i like to wrap it up. So again, uh, any input input you got for me, please hit me up at Uh, uh On that website you can you can contact me from the website. You can hit any of the links to subscribe, get your chance to win these tickets, subscribe, share, retweet, follow, uh, like, do all of that. Get your name in the hat, get you a free ticket. Uh, also, remember, Chuck talks a lot at gmail.com. Send me opinions, feedback, topics, and also Baker Chugs. Baker Chugs for a chance to win tickets to this Thursday's preseason game. Get there for the first This is your first chance, baby. I know it's preseason, and I know everyone's going to want to leave early, but get there. It's going to be fire. I went to a scrimmage on Saturday. It was a practice. We talking about practice, man. There was 38,000 people there. 38,000 people went to watch a practice. Thursday's still kind of practice, but at least it's against another team. So, look, that's it. That's all I got to say about it today. Uh, Hope to hear from you guys soon. Hope you're enjoying it. We'll get another episode out here. Uh, before uh by next week, but to give you the rest of the details as far as when I'm going to do the drawing for that big, big ticket for the home opener. So any questions, shoot me the email. Hit me up on the website. Other than that, y'all be good or be good at it. Talk to y'all soon. And remember, don't look down on someone unless you're helping them up. See ya!